I love Kirby. Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is the big question, the show that gives you too much information on why God has to constantly go to the character creation screen every time he wants to come walk around on Earth and harass us NPCs. Just trying to live our lives and not get fragged by the main player. All right, this is, we just we're trying to live out here. All right. <laughs> my name is MT, and I'm here today with off-screen producer, my brother. Brandon. Hello, MT. Brandon. Yes, I'm definitely an NPC. <laughs> I am not the main player in this game, my friend. Uh, I'm Me happy either. to be an NPC, though. I'm the guy in the town who's always got a good joke for you when you walk up and you're like, I just need quest information. I have useless jokes. That's, what, <laughs> that's all I got. I'm the uh, NPC jester in the town. I'm like, ah. hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what's our big question for today, Brandon? Well, MT, in the latest episode of Moon Knight, we learn more about how Khonshu uses his human avatars on Earth as a fist of vengeance. But why does he go to all this trouble dealing with us annoying meatbags who don't want to listen to him, uh, don't want his voice in our head, and think he looks freaky and is scary? We're scared in the elevators. We're screaming. Why doesn't he just come down on Earth and do things himself? You know what I mean? Take a page out of Thanos' book. Fine, I'll do it myself. That leads us to this week's big question. Why does Khonshu need an avatar? Why? Again, we're not talking about Avatar, the last airbender here. We're not no. talking about the blue people Avatar, the the inferior Avatar, MT, in my opinion. I see Avatar, you. Less airbender. I see you. Let's MT. go. I see you. No, no, no. You are a baby. You are a baby. Editors, edit an arrow, my head blue arrow, like Aang. Okay, I have the baldness for it, so it's easy. All right? Yeah. I'm an Aang boy. Yeah. Team Avatar, MT's the last airbender. team anime. I'm team 3D blue people. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, um, but that is an interesting question for sure. And you're right. For whatever reason, the gods of Egyptian mythology just can't come down to Earth and do what they want. And this rule doesn't seem to apply to some other gods that we've seen in the MCU, like the Asgardians that we've seen, you know, hanging around with the Norse people like sometime in the past, yeah. and the Celestials. And in the second episode of Moon Knight, Arthur Harrow mentions that Khonshu was banished, and he seems to insinuate that this banishment is the reason that Khonshu needs to use an avatar, in this case being, you know, Mark Spector. But... Can we trust what Arthur is saying here? Because we haven't finished the series yet, obviously. We're only on episode two. So we don't know if what Harrow is saying is actually true. Because that dude, uh, he kills old ladies for fun. Yeah. So yeah, you, you can't really trust an old lady killer. Um, usually, no. Um, but and he also claims to have been Conchu's previous avatar. Again, this could be a misdirect. So we're not 100% sure if that is actually true. That's a great point, MT. Because, you know, Conchu's not a great god. But I don't trust anything Arthur Harrow has to say. And I don't really believe, oh, yeah, no. I don't believe that Arthur Harrow was his previous avatar. I don't, I don't believe that either. I think he's, he's just playing, mm. he's playing Steven for a fool. You know, Steven's scared. He wants a little lentil soup. You know, he'll, he'll believe anything Arthur has to tell him because he, he's been going through all this crazy stuff lately, right? This is true. I mean, like, hey, if I'm just like this dude who's like frazzled and has, has no idea what's going right. on. I'm, and I'm Arthur Harrow, like, I'm going to try to manipulate this dude. Right. And just be like, all right. And you're trying to get that scarab back, that sweet, sweet scarab, yeah. you know what I mean? And then immediately kill him for being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, you don't got the scarab? Okay, I'm getting another dog out of hell, and I'm going to kill this son of a bitch. <laughs> no free soup. No soup for you. Also, like, I know, you know, you're, you're a cult, and you want to make the world a better place, and it's going to be this fun, freewheeling place, but, like, 
Do we have, really have to watch like nature documentaries during lunch? I mean, seriously, yo, something uh, is going on. Can you put something more fun on the screen? Can we watch like The Wire, you know, or watch uh, <laughs> Better Call Saul? I don't want to have to watch nature documentaries all the day. Imagine just walking in and just watching The Wire. <laughs> oh, I'll join this cult. We get to watch The Wire. That's a good cult. I'm in. I'm in, baby. <laughs> But is it just Khonshu who is forced to use an avatar? Because mm. we haven't seen any of the Inead show up on Earth just yet. Mm. And even Harrow himself appears to be working to bring back Amit. So perhaps she too cannot be present on Earth at this time. In the comics, it's also established that Khonshu's father, Adam Ra himself, cannot enter the Earthly plane. He also has to choose an avatar to represent him, also known as the Sun King, which mm. is, you know, very interesting to me because there's this whole theme of day and night between Kid Cudi when, of course, Kid Cudi invented the sun and the right. moon. Um, <laughs> he did invent the sun and the moon. Thank you. Song. Praise Cudi. Praise Cudi. Yes. Uh, Praise Cudi, the book of Genesis. And, of course, Ra is the child of the elder god Gaia mm. in the Marvel comics. And she uh, created Adam Ra, or Ra, to help her kill all of the other bad elder gods on Earth who had basically just turned into these demon-type creatures. And this is where, you know, your Cathans come in. This is like your, yeah. your, your really not great types of people. This is like old, old, old school Earth. Like very far like back. Like old, old, like in the beginning. Like yeah, this yeah. is like the old school, like the original sort of like Marvel Comics origins. And Ra did just as his mama asked and went around killing all these demons and absorbing all of their powers until he himself became this god-killing monster known as the Demogorg. Mm -hmm. And once he was done with his task, he flew away to the sun to rest and recharge, almost like, you know, somebody else that we know from the MCU. <laughs> hmm, who do we know? Who do we know that likes to fly into the sun? Hmm. Uh, but yeah, once he was done with his task, he flew away to the sun to rest and recharge. And around 65 million BC, he came back to Earth as the Demogorg to kill all of the dinosaurs who were controlled by and giving power to the Elder God, Set, who, in my personal opinion, might just factor into the future of the MCU. I think we're going to see some set stuff. Rock killed all the dinosaurs? What? That is, yes, that is very strange. Because, like, uh, I don't know what his beef was with the dinosaurs. Uh, but, like, no. I think that set was drawing power from these beings. And yeah. so he was basically just taking all of his food source away. Well, I think, too, way. part of it was, like, the dinosaurs weren't, cutting it as like the main rulers of earth right like it was like yeah this isn't right. going well we're gonna give the mammals a chance so guy is like hey son i know i haven't talked to you in a long time son my son in the sun <laughs> my my baby boy in the murder sun, son. uh my murder son i need in the you sun. to come back and kill all the dinosaurs <laughs> the thing that every child throughout the rest of history will love and adore i need you to murder mm -hmm. them because they're powering sex yes it's like we need the jurassic park franchise murder these dinosaurs that's true <laughs> Empty. In a world where the dinosaurs live on and they don't go extinct, mm. and somehow humans manage to make a a, a go at it, and we grow, we we get to yeah. where we are, and there's dinosaurs and humans living together. Do you think we would like dinosaurs as much, or we'd be like, ugh? If another, if a different animal had like gone extinct instead of the dinosaurs, like uh, fish, I don't know, fish went extinct, right? Mm. And we're just like we're going yeah. to museums and we're like, ooh, fish, oh fish, and we're making movies <laughs> about fish and how cool fish were. <laughs> Jurassic fish. Yeah, yeah. They're making, oh my God, the whales! <laughs> they're making cartoons. <laughs> they're making cartoons about like robotic fish and stuff from outer space. And they're like, oh man, I wish I was alive when fish were alive. They would be so cool. Hey man, uh, that's uh, not too far off. 
Hey, oh. Uh, tune into our apocalypse episode we shot last year. Oh man, <laughs> it's a, every 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 it's couple a nice, weeks. Uh, calming food. Every every couple weeks, I wake up in a cold sweat about that episode about everything that's gonna go wrong <laughs> very shortly. I will never forget that episode. It's like the one PQ that stays in my head. I'm like, oh my god, uh, we're screwed. Nothing matters. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, on a lighter note, eventually, Ra would come back to Earth again one more time to create the Heliopolitan race of gods. And so in the comics, the Egyptian gods were created on Earth, but then decide to leave once the pharaohs start ruling things. And they move to the celestial Heliopolis, which is in a dimension next to Earth, not actually on Earth. It appears to be after this move that Ra is no longer able to enter the earthly realm. So could it be the danger that his demigorge form poses or perhaps a deal he made with Gaia after moving to the Celestial Heliopolis. It is weird. I, I like this idea that, yeah, the Demigorg is, like, too dangerous to be on Earth now that, like, people are around and all the f dinosaurs are dead. There's no reason for him <laughs> to be here anymore. And maybe Gaia made that thing where it's like, yeah, you guys can go live in this little dimension and have do your thing, have your great little dimension, but you can't come back. You're too dangerous. And like mm. you could just two wipe out any of the other gods. And then Ra and his son Kanchu would then go on to battle each other for thousands of years on Earth via their avatars, mm. never bringing the battle to the planet themselves. So why do they stay away? Could something more powerful be keeping them at bay? And could that something be, I don't know, the Celestials? <laughs> the Celestials? Not these guys again. <laughs> Those assholes always in charge of everything. Because mm. remember that up until very recently, the Celestials had a very little baby cooking inside of our planet mm. by the name of Tiamat. Now, could they have been keeping the Inead off of our planet to keep their baby Tiamat safe? You shall not pass! Oh, that's, that's smart, right? The Celestials, if they know they got like a baby inside the planet, you know, they let the Asgardians mm. come because, again, the Asgardians, they're just here to drink and, you know, have some wars. But they keep it mostly located to Norway, you know. they Plus, the, right. the Asgardians, they keep away the giants of Jotunheim, right? They keep away. Right. They, they keep them from taking over the planet and covering an ice and possibly killing Tiamat, right? Because the Celestials right. need, they need the dominant life form here to take hold and, like, make enough brain power for Tiamat to come to life. Uh, and the Asgardians are helping that because they're fighting off the, the giants and stuff and, like, helping life. Odin's doing plenty of life spreading around the planet. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, mm. But then, like, when it comes to, you know, you have Ra and Khonshu just constantly fighting with each other. And we know that Ra can turn Oops. into the Demigorg. So maybe the Celestials were like, you mm. guys have got to stay out of here because if you guys keep coming and killing all the people, like, our baby's never going to get born. I like that idea mm. that even though these bastard celestials are just trying to blow up our planet and just using us in some way, they're <laughs> keeping us safe because they're like, you got to leave Earth alone so that our baby can get born. And then everyone dies and we don't care. But as <laughs> everything up to that point was pretty nice, pretty nice of them. Yeah, honestly, I, I think that Asgard exists to be the janitors for the celestials. Oh, like, okay. The celestials I like this. Made this universe, and then like they were like, "All right, Asgard, you manage it, but all the other gods, you stay out of our business. Mm. Do not touch anything." Earth mm. is closed today. Because like we know from the in the comics, this is something that actually happens 
during one of the celestial hosts is that well the celestials find out that the gods have been so prevalent on earth for mm, so long right literally walking amongst us that they were like you can't do that no more you cannot this cannot happen like this is our experiment you guys are messing up our experiment what's all these religions i don't know this has to stop <laughs> do not come back or we will kick your butts and they the, the gods tried to fight the celestials yeah. But they got beat down very hard. Like they, they, they got shut out immediately. It's like what they call the Council of Gods or something like that, or Godhood or uh, Pantheon, right? So it's like all the gods will yeah. get together and be like, oh, I am Vishnu. Oh, hi, I'm Zeus. Hi, I'm, I'm Odin. And I guess, oh, well, Ra is part of like the Pantheon of Gods. Because uh, I think they meet, they meet in like a yeah. separate place, right? But you're right, yeah. MT. Odin was like, look, there's these celestials out there and they're going to you know, when the third host ends, they're going to make a fourth host and we'll all get wiped out. We got to get together. We're going to build some armor. I'm going to put the essence of Thor in it. We're going to fight these celestials. And then the celestials come for the fourth host and they're just like, you're dead. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> get out of our way. We're celestials. You can't stop us. What are you, crazy? Seriously, like literally, like the, like, I like how you brought that up because the destroyer armor from Thor 1 was made specifically to fight celestials because after they got absolutely got their butts kicked from the uh, Celestials. They were like, we have to prepare. <laughs> we gotta get ready. <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> guys, <laughs> that was pretty embarrassing out there. What are you guys, what were you doing, huh? With the rings? What? I don't, someone do something. You got all those back. arms, someone do something. Come on. And there's also the Panther God, Bass, mm. to consider. Because in the comic, she too is also part of the Ennead. And we've learned that her champion on Earth is the person who wears the mantle of the Black Panther. So again, another Egyptian god who works through avatars. Oh, that's so, that's a good point. Yeah, cause, yeah, yet again, yeah. you're right, MT, another god who like can't come to Earth anymore. Because I would assume that Bast is still alive, still exists, Yeah, right? Like, yeah, it's hard I, to kill definitely. these gods off completely. I mean, Hela seems to be dead, maybe. Like, she's a god, right? I'm not dead. Yeah, he says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. Uh, but we didn't see her mm. die, die, right? She's on Asgard yeah. as the Ragnarok happens. So she's maybe dead, but probably not really dead. I mean, uh, there could be a chance that Amit is Hela. Whoa! 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 That's the big theory alarm going off. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Because that's the only real female god that we've seen die and like she needs to come back so hella as raw would be hella raw you know what i'm talking about like <laughs> hella as raw oh. you mean hella as amit hella as amit would be <laughs> hella amit you know that would be awesome if, if this last episode is like hella showing up as amit with an alligator head i'm gonna flip out dude bro i would lose my shit like that's it's wow. just and like her her color is green like the oh, her theme. mt i'm so loving like, i'm loving bro, this whole thing should be bricked up watching that shit screw these norse assholes they don't like me i'm mm. going over to egypt baby let's go screw you guys i'm going home i mean i'm really hoping that this show connects boss to the ennead and it's like uh, I mean, mm. how amazing would it be to see like Bass show up and like talk to a Black Panther? Like, ah, uh, so cool. It's inevitable. We're gonna see Bast talk to Black Panther, and I mean, it's, especially in Wakanda forever. If they pass the mantle to someone new, like if Bast makes an appearance, ooh, ooh, chills. I would love if Chadwick actually becomes Bast. I, I would love if that was like oh, really symbolic, is mm. like he becomes a god. Like, Beautiful. That'd be amazing. But why do we think the Ennead uses avatars, like in general in the MCU? Okay. Like, so I think I really like what you were laying out, MT. That would be a fun way to explain why the avatars have to be here. 
is because they're just too powerful and they can't get through anymore. Like maybe the Celestials even like trick them into going to the Celestial Hoopolis. Because uh, even things like, uh, you know, as I was thinking about it more, like Dormammu, right? He's able to come through to Earth. And he's such a powerful destructive force and was able to come through. Granted, he had to have someone do a spell to like open it up. But eventually he would have come to Earth anyways. Right. I like this idea that the Celestials have somehow blocked the pathway so that these gods can't physically come to Earth anymore because they're too powerful and they're too strong. What do you think, MT? I, the Eternals basically established that the Celestials are the top dogs. Mm-hmm. Like they are, no one's above the Celestials. Yeah. They were there during the Big Bang. They were they pre-existed the Big Bang. So like it, it, it seems that most of the Asgardian history starts with the Big Bang. The Celestials told them, or like either either told them what to do or imprisoned them somewhere far away so that they could not interfere with their affairs. I like that. I mean, it would be cool too if the Demigorg, you know, if Ra as the Demigorg turns out to be this like tentacle thing that we've been teased with in What If mm. and also in, you know, Multiverse of Madness, if that's somehow related to Ra somehow and the Demigorg, like we, that would be really cool to see that all come together. Honestly, right like we know that like the, the reason why um, Adam was invented, of course, was to to battle Cthulhu, mm-hmm. and, and it was Cthulhu's banishment, which is why the Darkhold exists, is because he's writing all of this cool diary stuff as, about being angry about being kicked <laughs> out. These tentacled creatures, these these, these elder gods, the people that came before, they're gonna very much factor um, into the, these tentacled whatever. I can't wait to see more of it. And hey, head to NewRockstarsMerch.com to grab our latest obsession, Moon Knight shirt. It's amazing. And we released these new latest obsession shirts for all of the big series and films. And this one has been a hot commodity. Ooh, look so at this. Hot. Look at this. Ooh, I'm wearing it so right hot. now. I look fly. Look at this. All the women have continued to not talk to me, but I have more confidence to talk to women. <laughs> but they're, they're giving you a second look. They give you a second look in that shirt. Giving me a second mm-hmm. look. Ooh, Ooh, is that Moon Knight? I'm like, no. Would you like to come to Conchu's Throne of Bone? <laughs> the Throne of Bone! It's only going to be available for the next few weeks, so grab one while you can at newrockstarsmerch.com because they're going to go out, and once they leave, you're not going to be able to buy them again. So head on over there immediately, immediately. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the people that help bring us big question to you. People like Masterclass. Because with Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds, anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn how to play basketball from Steph Curry, improve your cooking skills with Gordon Ramsay, or learn acting from Samuel L. Jackson. He's Nick Fury. Also, I think he got eaten. Didn't he get eaten in Jaws or something? Yeah, eaten in Deep Blue Sea, <laughs> not Jaws. We're gonna seal out this. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. And with over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. And off-screen producer Zach's mother-in-law has been using Masterclass a ton lately. I don't know how I know that. Uh, <laughs> well, how do you know all this sucks. information, MT? Oh, man. Uh, don't start any rumors, please. <laughs> and she's trying to write the great American novel. And they've got great classes from writers like Dan Brown, James Patterson, and even R.L. Stein. Goosebumps. Scary books. Couldn't read them as a kid still can't read them now and they've got classes on filmmaking art and business and you can even learn skateboarding from tony hawk the god himself that that itself should be worth the price mm. of admission and the best part of masterclass is how well produced they are and they aren't boring lectures they're interactive lessons shot like a movie and you'll end up binging them like a streaming series i promise you they're so good but i highly recommend you check it out get unlimited access to every masterclass and as a big question audience member you get 
15% off an annual membership because we like to hook it up for you guys because we love you. So go to masterclass.com slash big question right now. That's masterclass.com slash big question for 15% off masterclass. Thank you to masterclass for sponsoring this video. We love you. Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere. Oh, Georgie Cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy layers. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options, like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Bombas underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support that might make you forget they're even there in a good way. And did you know that their socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. Go to bombas.com slash big question and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash big question for 20% off. Bombas.com slash big question. But now it is time for the bite-sized questions. What's this? Mm. Oh, you found one. one. Mm, delicious. Mm, delicious. Where did Hela's wolf companion, Fenris, originally come from? This mm. is from Checkers on Toast from Twitter. Checkers on Toast, delicious. Well, we first meet Fenris in Thor Ragnarok when Hela uses the eternal flame to resurrect him along with her army of berserkers. Yes. Fenris was, of course, her loyal companion during Hela's early days of conquering the Nine Realms with her papa until he decided to that she was too much of a liability and locked her away. Great parenting move, Odin. Yeesh. <laughs> this guy, what a jerk. I mean, we were already talking about, about him earlier, but man, bad dad, bad dad. Bad really dad. bad dad. Uh, really the MCU's bad. full of bad dads. Oh, what a bad dad. And every movie, he's always like, uh, I don't want to deal with this problem. And then like, finally his sons are getting brother. along. He's like, I'm just going to die now. It's like, all right. <laughs> But where did Fenris originally come from, right? Well, in the MCU, it's mm. kind of hard to say. But what is the history of Fenris in the comics? Like a mm. lot of Asgardian stuff, Fenris has a counterpart in real Norse mythology where he is known by the right. name of Fenrir, Fenrisulfur. Fenrisulfur. Mm. I don't know how to say it. Fenrisulfur. All these Norse words are tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> and much like his mythological origins in the comics, Fenris is the offspring of Loki and the giant Angerboda. Ooh. While Fenris usually Anger takes- Boda. I think I dated an Anger Boda. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Anger Boda is just a mean name to give a giant, a female giant, I feel like. But that is from Norse mythology too. In the comics and in Norse mythology, Fenris is the offspring of Loki and Anger Boda, who's a giant. Uh, but in the- some uh, weird ass sperm, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, I don't ask how it works. It just works, okay? Don't ask questions. Well, in the comics, um, Fenris can appear as like a 15 foot tall wolf, or he has the ability to take the form of a god. So he can also kind of take like a human as form, but mostly hangs out as a wolf. It also right. says that as like, it, it's believed Loki's the dad. Like it's kind of not super clear. Like he doesn't want to admit it. I don't know. So some weird, some weird stuff happens and Fenris gets banished to Varheim after he attacks the goddess Iduna, who is the keeper of the golden apples of immortality, uh, which these are the Ooh. things that like Odin needs to eat to stay immortal. Now this story actually becomes the basis for the tale of Little Red Riding Hood, 
according to Marvel Comics, and potentially in mm. our realm as well, according to some historians. So the story of Fenris attacking Aduna for the Golden Apples is like from real Norse mythology. It works its way into Marvel Comics. In both of those worlds, in the Marvel world and in our world, they think that like this story is one of the many stories that leads to creating the story of Little Red Riding Hood. Because the main point of that story was to like stay out of the woods because you'll get eaten alive, right? It's, it's an easy way to tell kids like, don't go around in the woods because you might die. Uh, a wolf could eat yes. you or a man could take you and do bad things to you. Or I'm pretty both sure that's could the last true. line of Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the moral of the story yeah. is the moral of the story is don't go around in the woods. Because if a wolf eats you, ain't no one going to cut you out of the stomach and find you alive. He's going to find exactly. you in little bits and pieces. You'll be wolf poop. Yeah, you'll, you'll be, be coming poop. out of his Fenrir. Uh, as, as well, oh, daddy. <laughs> So yeah, I love this idea that like Fenris is like the origin of like the big bad wolf. He is the big bad wolf, which is very fun. Fenris also plays a role in the prophecy of Ragnarok, which is fitting that he should appear in Thor Ragnarok. According to the prophecy, mm. uh, Fenris will be the one who devours Odin. Uh, again, this is in mm. real Norse mythology and in Marvel comics. So this is probably why they decide to chain him, chain up Fenris on Valheim so he can't just like roam free around there. Odin has the dwarves forge the Gleipnir, which is a light but mostly indestructible chain that becomes stronger the more you struggle against it. Fenrir is like kind of hanging out in Valheim, and they're like, look, we want to put this chain on you, but you'll be fine. You can still walk around. And he's like, okay, I don't trust you gods at all because you've already banished me to this place. He's like, if you're going to put this chain on me, and this is the Gleipnir, uh, and it looks really light. It's very light. And he's like, I can break out of this. This is easy, right? But he doesn't trust these gods. Mm -hmm. He's like, if you're going to put this chain on me, you, one of you has to be like, have your hand in my mouth. And if I figure out that I'm locked here, I'm going to bite your f***ing hand. And all the gods are like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. And this one god, <laughs> this one god, Tyr, is like, okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll be the one to step up. I'm brave. I'll do it. He does it. They put the Gleipnir on. Fenrir moves a little and realizes he's not going to break it. And he's like, you son of a bitch. And he bites that hand right off. He just bites that hand off. I, hey, what, hey, he warned you. He warned you. Also in the comics, Hela once tried to set off Ragnarok herself by freeing Fenrir to kill off Odin, uh, but Thor stopped her before mm. she was able to do it. Uh, but she knew that like this is part of Ragnarok, so I'll just let him go to get things really popping off. But all of that like comics cool. history doesn't tell us much about Fenris's history in the MCU, given that the timelines are a little different for how things play out, right? Hela appears to have existed in a time well before Loki and Thor were even around. So we don't really right. know how Fenris came about in the MCU. And he likely didn't even play any role in Ragnarok that we saw because Odin was already gone. So he didn't eat Odin. He was there. But like, mm -hmm. you know, it's possible he's still alive along with Hela. Just kind of like floating around in space after Asgard got destroyed. Um, but there's one thing that you could consider. If, if Hela comes like way before the Loki and Thor that we know, maybe there was another mm. Loki and Thor that was alive during her time. Uh, and she saw them die mm. and she doesn't bring it up to our Loki and Thor. And she's, because Ragnarok is cyclical, right? The events of right. Ragnarok keep happening in a circle. In right. the comics, they kind of stop it. Thor puts a stop to all of it and resets the wheel or whatever. But I like this idea that there was a, another Loki and Thor that she maybe knew, mm. and she was like, uh, I'm not gonna tell these guys about those guys because they'll just get freak out on me and I don't wanna deal with it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't really know where the MCU's Fenris came from, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's from a, another time, another universe. Mm, who knows? Yo, if 
If Fenris is just floating out in space out there and we are getting the high evolutionary, I oh, say yeah. pick him up. Oh. Pick him up and make him into this a cyborg like the yeah, man wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Like the man wolf is a big part of um the the mythos of the high evolutionary. So let's go. Also, can you imagine if you're just like in a spaceship and all of a sudden you just hit this giant wolf? And he's like, and you're like, how do we fight a wolf in space? I don't That's know. That's the beginning of Infinity War. They yeah, run yeah. into Fenris <laughs> instead. <laughs> Fenris is the, the one who arrives at Wakanda. That would be insane. Oh, man. That would Yo, be insane. I would equally freak out. That would be so cool. That would be really cool. But no, now it's time for the Box of Scraps. Ooh, Box of Scraps. Pull up in the cave of the Box of Scraps. <laughs> the box of William. Damn it, William. Can't believe William is an MCU villain now. Mm. That's so crazy. He deserves <laughs> it. He earned it. He worked hard. He really did. If you could design your own avatar to walk around on Earth, what special features would you give him? Mm-hmm. You know, my instinct is to say, if I'm going to make an avatar for myself, I want to give it, like, flight powers, right? But I think that's a, that's a negative. I don't think flying is all it's cracked up to be. It's going to be cold up there, you know. And a big question almost a year ago, MT, I think we talked about, like, the bugs all the bugs you'd run into, right? Oh, yeah. Like in the sky, yeah. just yeah. flying around. And like, you know, they always make flying seem fun, but unless you can go really fast, it takes forever to get somewhere, right? It's not like you're, yeah. if you're flying as fast as you can run, I mean, I guess if you're flying super fast. So yeah, flying's out, forget it. I don't want flying, uh, that's too yeah. much. <laughs> but I would like a little extra boost to my ground speed. I'd like a little boost to my ground speed. You know what I mean? Mm. I'd like to be able to run a little faster. I think laser eyes. I don't know why, but I want some laser eyes. I think they'd just be useful. Laser eyes would be dope. I think they'd be. I mean, like, hey, the, the world runs on fire, basically. Yeah, and, like, right? we always have a little bit of fire. fire. To go. Just... But, dude, it would be hard to hold dope. back if, like, you were in an argument with somebody and you're just, like, getting angry. Yeah. Like, I, sometimes, you know, I don't want to say it. Sometimes I, I see Homelander's point where it's just like, if someone's in your face, <laughs> And they're going off and they're jawing at you. You're just like, oh, yeah, you know what? Beep, right through their head. Just like, beep, Hey, you're sometimes done. you just, you just got to you just got to murder with laser vision. So, yeah, my avatar, like a little faster on the ground speed, mm. uh, laser eyes, and then, boom, purple hair. Just like straight purple hair. Ooh, like, okay, I dig that. I would have, I dig that. it would I be fun it. to have like colorful hair in the real world, but it's so much upkeep and mm. so much work and your shower gets ruined from all the hair dye, like. If you could just have naturally purple hair, that would be great. That would be great. So I'm basically an anime character running around. Is what I, that's my avatar, I guess. Basically, my hero academia yeah, yeah. character. Yes. What about you, MT? <laughs> I think that I would probably... I just feel like the world has a really huge, like, love deficit problem. So, like, I would just, like, have an avatar, just like a love avatar. Just be like, hey, man. Oh, okay. Like, every time you heard him, like, speak or something, you just felt, like, comforted. Oh, so we gotta, we're going to crank, like, we're going to yeah. boost your charm. You know, your charm's going to be yes. boosted. And then, like... All the way. Charisma. Well, all the yeah, way charisma's the all the way to the top. Do they have empathy? If they have an empathy meter, we'll turn your empathy meter way up. Yes. So all you can the always way up. sense. And, like, I, I want his superpower to be, like, every time he gave somebody a hug. Oh, okay. Like, they just felt, like, insane amounts of, like, comfort and love. I think it just would be... It really would be great. like in Rick and Morty when he makes, like, pure level, right? And Morty stands on what yeah. pure level. And he's just oh, like, no. Uh, uh. Morty freaked you're, out on You're, that. like, pure love, right? <laughs> if, if someone hugs you, they, <laughs> they get the sense of, like, perfect love and they're just like, oh, yes, so content. And then when they stop hugging me, they freak out. It's like, I feel empty inside. <laughs> and you're gonna be like, well, you know what? That's gonna be 100 bucks for the next hug. <laughs> now you're a drug dealer, MT. For uh, five more minutes, 100 bucks. That's how I get them hooked. <laughs> 
But that is it for this episode of Big Question. Again, huge thank you to my brother, Brandon, for joining me on this episode. Thank you, MT. Please follow him at Brandon Barrick on Twitter. He's a great man. An amazing man. Follow me at Mastertainment and see me tweet some really weird shit and wild theories. And follow New Rockstars here on YouTube and all social media platforms. And when you do, just hit that bell so you can get notifications every time we upload a video. And of course, please hit up NewRockstarsMerch.com to find this amazing yeah. shirt, this Moon Knight shirt, and our Moon Knight hoodie, and all of our just amazing merch over there. But also, if you have some big questions of your own, ask them on our New Rockstars Discord server. But only if you're 18 and older. Just click that link in the description to join today. But again, thank you guys so much for watching. We love you and appreciate you guys so much, so, so much. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Awesome. Yeah.